Happy whatever today is, because I'm not even sure. Almost the end of November. It is. All right. Thanksgiving good? Fantastic. You? Nice. It was. I gained all the weight that I lost the week before because I went to my little, I did my little fasting after uh, Anthony Robbins or Tony Robbins. I finished oh. with a 10 day fast, lost like 10 pounds, gained it all back in one day. Wow. So, yeah. I just added on. <laughs> but it was good. Good family, good food, good conversations. It was good to catch up and see everybody and, and actually took a few days off and did some R&R too, so. Nice, likewise. Yeah. What are we talking about today? The business behind the business. The business behind the business. How's that sound? We were okay. trying to come up with the title. I think right. maybe I just came up with the title. All right, the business behind the business. So what business are we referring to so we can get behind it? So we're always talking about agents and their actions right. and their plans and their lines in the water. And these mm -hmm. are all great things to talk about for the business. But it's all for naught if you're just kind of fumbling all of it. If you're taking yeah. that knowledge and not using it to, using it to its utmost um, or, yeah. Okay. I guess that's where I'm going with this. That's where my so, thought pattern was. Okay, so let me practice my role play skills here and see if I'm making sure I'm understanding your question by repeating it back to you, saying it differently. Okay. Okay, so see, that's role play there. Um, so kind of the structure that's behind, you mentioned lines in the water, so we mm -hmm. want to kind of talk about the structure that's behind that, maybe the action plans and things of that nature. No, no. okay. No. So see, I missed part of it. Why don't we just get into it? We'll all see. Right. We'll, we'll come up with the title afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I found all these quips. Okay. That I thought were just so apropos to real estate. Okay. And I've seen examples of pretty much all of them. Okay. And so I thought now would be a good time to hit on those little things behind we know what we should be doing and how we do them mm -hmm. that maybe we can improve on to okay. have a better business. So let's start with an example. All right, so my first one is don't get bitter, get better. Okay. Because this is something that probably in sales in general, certainly in the real estate game, there are many opportunities for us to get bitter. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have unreasonable clients. We have over-demanding clients. Uh, we have vendors and things that, you know, just situations come up that can affect us dramatically. Right. Right. So you, you have a listing and you're like, oh, this is great. You're working hard at it. And then someone says, no, you're not. And you lose the listing. And you're like, now how can you not get bitter over that? Right. right. But you can't allow it to drag you down. You can't allow it to make you lose a week, two weeks, a month of productivity. Okay. We've got to get over it. And how do we do that? I think it's a little bit of self-reflection. Right. And either saying, okay, what could I have done different? Okay. Or saying, okay, well, maybe that wasn't fair, but all right, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, yeah. I'm on my way. Shell gives me 60 seconds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get over it. Move on. But so let me ask you this question, because I, I understand the concept, but what about those situations where... Um, for example, the clients being unreasonable, you, you mentioned don't get bitter, get better. Um, but do you believe that there are situations where, hey, we're just not a good fit and I'm firing you before you fire me? 
or, yeah. you know, I, I don't see this relationship going in the right direction and, and us being big enough and good enough and strong enough to be able to just say, hey, we're walking away from this one. Is that part of that? So you take action. Mm -hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I'm not going to be bitter about it. I'm going to go and look for what that next opportunity is. Okay. I like it. What did I do? What did I do to get in this situation? Right. Is there something I could have done better? Mm -hmm. Reflect on it. Move on. So most of the time, the writing's on the wall. You not always. But a lot of times it is. We'll get into one here that okay. uh, Let's hear it. people uh, get caught up in. Okay. Do your actions match up with who you say you are? So someone may be rambling down the road thinking, hey, everything's great. I got this mm -hmm. listing. And their actions are not matching what their words are. Okay. And their clients see it. And then you open the door and they're like, you're fired. <laughs> so okay. you don't see it coming. It right. could be a total surprise. Okay. And you really got to reflect and say, oh boy, what did, what did I do? What was going on here? What did I say that I'm not doing? Okay, so some of the actions could have been you gave a listing presentation and you promised X, Y, and Z, but your performance, maybe you stopped at X. Yeah, Okay. that's the need, yeah, that's probably the most probable example. Okay, and you, I, I will <clears throat> venture to guess that 99% of that's usually around communication that there's a promise of something being done and then it's not being. And, and when I say communication, it, don't misunderstand me because a lot of times we do things, but the clients don't understand what we're doing or that we're actually doing them. because we communication. Didn't yeah, yeah, big we time. We didn't communicate that to them. And so they have no idea. And then when they fire you, you're sitting there, well, I did everything and now you're pulling out, look, I did this, 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 and this, but that wasn't the time to present it. Yep. So, you know, that is on us, making that assumption that the clients actually know what's going on behind the scenes, or, you know, maybe they don't want to know. Even if they said they don't want to know, doesn't mean you don't tell them. No, you got to. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think an example that came up in my head that I've seen a number of times mm -hmm. are agents who, when I'm listening to them, I can hear that it's all about them. And well, they're surprised the when the agent's was. like, <laughs> You know, when their client is like, no, I think I'm done here. And they don't see that their actions are all about them when they're professing through their words that they're all about their clients. And so we need some self-reflection like, hey, do you not see what I'm seeing here? Right. So an example would be if you've got a full page flyer and your photo is taking up two thirds of that flyer, and there's no property pictures on there. You're, you're probably sending the wrong message. Just throwing that one out. I saw a couple of those this week. <laughs> I was all like, holy cow. Yeah, yes. what's going on here? The person was bigger than the house. So I was all like, whoa. But yeah, we want to make sure that we're satisfying or serving the clients first. And, and I, I hear what you're saying, and it can be tough and it can be difficult sometimes. And I think that one of the things that I see in this situation is that people don't ask, and when I say people, agents, don't ask enough questions to truly understand what the client needs and more importantly what the client wants. Yep. Um, you know, because we, we've talked about that before. Every client needs something, but it may not match what they want or what they're looking for. And you've got to make sure you've got a clear picture of that. And if you're not doing those things, you could be doing everything right. But if in their eyes you're not giving them what they need or what they want, you failed. True. 
I'd say uh, another quip that goes along with this is overpromise. Do not overpromise Promise, and yep. underdeliver. You want to underpromise and overdeliver. Yep, absolutely. That that shows up in every way, every which way, or you know, I don't. I, I can go on forever and ever on that one, and, and you know, getting behind the scenes on all of those things and what we can be doing to be a better agent. So, there you go, yeah. behind the scenes being better agents. That's the title for this. <laughs> okay. So. All right, I'm just going right down the list. Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. Okay. I think in this business, a lot of times, yeah, you know, we hope for business, we see business, we're thinking we're getting business, mm -hmm. we ultimately don't get business, and we're wondering why. And I think that it's a lot about were we prepared for that opportunity when it presented it to, our, to ourselves. Most of the time, I'd say no. I, and, and I'm sorry, I'm being harsh. Um, I do a lot of role play with a lot of agents and so I just understand the preparedness of, of really where they're at. And we don't practice nearly enough the skills and um, the education and making sure we're on top of things for the amount of money that we are asking for when we take that listing or we're working with that buyer in a lot of time, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I find it interesting. It, I got a call from an agent this morning and um, they are two days away from closing escrow and turns out that there were two projects that were started in the house that permits were started on, but it was never completed. And the city found out about it. So the city's putting a stop to the transaction. Oh, wow. Yeah two days before the thing is supposed to close escrow and calls the other agent on it. And I looked up the other agent. This is their first transaction and no disrespect to some of our, our brokerages out there, but it's a no name brokerage. And I call this agent up and you know, I ask the question, you know, are you getting support? No, my broker's not there. And well, why are you working there? Well, they gave me a great split. And that is unfortunately a lot of what we're working with and we've mm -hmm. got to catch these things and, and you know, we're not being prepared. Shame on that person. Shame on our industry for allowing these things. But um, unfortunately, we got to pick up the baggage for ourselves and sometimes for others. And yeah. that's, that's ultimately being overprepared. So we've always said here, you know what? We're Remax, we're the professionals. Right. You're in a transaction, the other agent is absent or making mistakes. Don't pinch your moan. Don't get bitter. Don't yell right. and scream. Just get in, get the work done, carry that football across the goal line, even though the other agent was supposed to yep. do it, close the deal, get paid, move on to your next transaction. Correct. That's make, what a professional does. Yep, make sure the buyer's happy, the seller's happy, the clients are good, and they've been serviced the way that they should be serviced, and, and we've done our job. And, you know, yeah, shame on the other person, but that's them. Yeah. Yeah, we control us. So, practice. Well, preparedness, I fell, I fell victim to that. Uh, I think I do pretty good. I'm mm -hmm. on the phone. I, I, I plan out what I'm going to say. Okay. I don't think I practice it enough. I had someone come into my office. I was kind of in the middle of this. I said, oh, here. And I role played with them real quick. Okay. Just kind of spur the moment type of thing. And the person said, oh, well, try this. Da -da -da. I was like, oh, that sounds very interesting. The next call did it, used it. 
set the appointment. Nice. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. uh, you know, even I fall afoul to that and of not I, preparing enough. I will say this. Sometimes that's just the universe. Because sometimes we, we never know where the business is coming from. And I always feel like when the more that we do and the more we throw out there and the more prepared we are, that luck does find us. And, you know, the situation that we're looking for presents itself right in front of us. And, you know, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but sometimes that just occurs. So, yeah, do these things that are happening. You know, hear it all the time. You know, preview, preview, preview. It's one of the things we always preach that you should be previewing and you should know your inventory. I don't have any clients right now. Yeah. That's exactly why you should be previewing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, nine times out of 10, somebody shows up when you're prepared and ask that question and then you're starting, you're able to have a- They end up asking a question about the house you just look at or the neighborhood you just visited. Absolutely. You go, oh my gosh, how crazy is that? It's way crazy, yes. It's weird how it happens, but it happens. You gotta trust me on that one. Yeah. So go preview. Do the work and they will come. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, here you go. You will always find what you're looking for. Our words and our intentions mm -hmm. have power. Yes, they do. Oh, we got to keep that in mind. We just got done working on our vision boards a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I did my vision board. And I pulled out last year's vision board and took a look at it, and about 75, 75, 80% this year. Check, 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 check. So is it top of mind all the time? No, it's just one of those things that you'd be surprised. It's, you know, making that purchase of that new car. And when you make that purchase, all of a sudden, the darn thing shows up on every street corner. Mm -hmm. They were always there. We're just more aware of it now. Yeah. So. Uh, I recently decided that I'm like, we always say things like, oh, I, I want to do this, or mm -hmm. I wish I had that. And, you know, you forget, and then you pick it up three months later, and then you forget, and then, you know, the vision board puts it there in front of you constantly correct so it's always a reminder but when i was looking at my vision board a year ago maybe it was two years ago i said to myself i'm like wow i'm never going to do anything unless i have intention to do those things right and maybe i'm not prepared to do them right now but why don't i take that first step mm -hmm. and see what happens next amazing you just propel yourself there even though in the beginning it's like it really doesn't look like the path's open right now right well, it certainly as heck isn't open if you don't take that first step and then discover what's on the other side of that step. And just because it didn't occur in the year that you put it on the board doesn't mean it's not coming. <laughs> so it took me three or four years to get my VW bus. <laughs> right. But it was on there and I got it. I remember it. I remember when you put it on the vision board and I remember when it actually happened. But and sometimes it's just a process and it's that constant reminder. So don't Absolutely. be afraid of it. Yeah. All right, we're getting down to the bottom here. Actually, we're at the bottom. It's better to be overdressed slash prepared okay. than it is to be underdressed slash prepared. So I will just tell you, I've seen this too many times. The most common example I see are experienced agents in the business. And it's like, oh, hey, that's my friend. Or, oh, hey, that's that guy. We have such a good relationship. And they call me up. Yeah, they're... Whoever died and they need to get rid of this house, come on over, let's talk about it. And the agent shows up. Shorts and flip-flops. In their weekend, <laughs> their weekend get-up. I have a weekend get-up, I don't show up in it. They in their weekend get-up to have a chat mm -hmm. with nothing behind it. Right. 
and they're surprised when they don't get the business. Yep. But it's my friend. Yeah, but they're calling you the professional out, not you the buddy on the weekend. Correct. So that's the one most common that I see that actually surprises people. It, and it's being prepared and I think part of that is knowing your audience as well because, you know, we're online right now and we're talking to the entire world. Well, they thought here. they knew their audience. True. <laughs> but, you know, some parts of our country, being in shorts and a t-shirt oh, works. Gotcha. Okay. You know, so part of that is knowing your audience and understanding, you know, really what the marketplace is. But if it, and, and I guess, you know, here's the thing. I get a phone call on a Saturday and somebody says, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Can you come over right now? And I happen to be around the corner and I'm not dressed the way I should be dressed. I might have that conversation with them. Hey, yes. I'm around the corner. And, but, you know, I'm on my way back from the hardware store and I'm around the corner. I'm happy to stop by now. But got know, paint on my pants and a dirty shirt. Right. I but can I, come over now or do you want me to exactly. come over tomorrow morning? So now they've given you that, hey, yeah, come on over. It's not a big deal. You've got done. Me. Exactly. So kind of setting That's that up point. so that you are in a good position when, when something mm -hmm. like that occurs. But I, you know, I've, I've seen people. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this, and, and let's see if the same person comes to mind. I know an agent who shows up in a tuxedo. Know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, used to work here. Okay, it's okay. Sounds it'll, familiar. Yeah, but he'll come back to you. But anyway, he shows up to his listing presentations in a tuxedo. Right message, wrong message. It's a bit much, but okay. it's better than. Uh... Surf trunks and a t-shirt. That is true. But does it really fit the situation? Yeah, not really. And you have to be careful whether or not, you know, you might have a gimmick behind it or something like that. But if that gimmick doesn't make sense and it doesn't fit the situation. Could you make could someone be... uncomfortable. Exactly. So, bless you. <laughs> she sneezed in the back. <laughs> yeah, I think that people just need to be ready. You yes. know, it's great to go and think, hey, I just have conversations with this person and we're going to talk about this in this house. Well, you don't ever know if you're going to show up and there's another decision maker there you weren't aware of. Correct. Right? You didn't ask the question. If it is the death of someone, maybe there's a trustee or a brother or a sister right. or a distant cousin who wants to get in on the deal or has the authority to be in on the deal. You don't know them. Well, you don't have that comfort level. We don't see it too often now anymore because everything's digital, but you remember the days when we were we were on carbon on our mm -hmm. our contracts. Press hard, third copies yours. Exactly. And how many times did we hear the or the conversation from the agent that they went on a listing appointment without an actual listing contract? All the time. Used to hear it every day. Talking about unprepared. <laughs> like, well, but I'm like, no buts. And how many times did we see? the same situation where that person would have signed it right then and there, but the gap that was created gave that other person an opportunity. Yep, and they met somebody else, and next thing you know, that listing went to somebody else. And then we went, we circle all the way back to don't get bitter, <laughs> get better, but. I learned that, I always had a blank copy yep. of, the listen, of the listing agreement in my listing presentation. That was. As soon as I got my license, that was one of the first things that my broker taught me and actually put a package together 
this goes in the car yep. and just stays there. And if you pull it out and use it, you replace it. I had a listing present, I had a listing agreement in my listing presentation, and I had a listing agreement, a purchase contract, and a TDS in my realtor box in my trunk. Exactly. Remember, do you used to have a little file yep. folder that you would take? <laughs> exactly. We used to have file folders in our uh, trunks that we would take around with us. Yep. The good old days. They were the good old days. So. <laughs> I'll fax that offer right over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or even better, I'll, I'll drive it over and I'm going to drop it off. Yeah, so it never hurts to have that information there. It's better mm -hmm. to go into a situation, oh, it's Nestor. God, I know him. We chat. We're just going to have a conversation. You know what? Why don't you just have the information with you? Yep. And if you have to just throw it away and never use it, great. But man, if it turns out that that's what's going to save the deal, man, you're going to really be happy you did it. Absolutely. You know what else I used to do was, did you ever find yourself doing this? I was always a suit and tie guy. Mm -hmm. That's the way I was brought up in the business. But with my clients, generally it would be, okay, I met you somewhere or we're going to go and look at some property or I'm gonna meet you at your house for the listing presentation. And yes, we used to take people around in our cars. Yep. Do people really do that much anymore? It's gone. Always follow, right? It's completely so gone crazy. Now. Yeah. And the first was always Travis in a suit and tie. Now, depending, I could maintain that. Right. But generally, I would get the rapport going and then it would be Travis a suit, no tie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it would be Travis in the slacks and just a shirt. Right. And maybe in the end, you know, some khakis in a, in a polo shirt or something. Okay. So as I created that, built that relationship, I mirrored it a little bit with the comfort level of, of my of, attire. But, and, and I, you know, that goes right back to, again, knowing your audience and knowing your clients, because I'm sure that there were situations where it stayed 100% professional and- Tie all the way to closing. Exactly. No doubt, yeah. Yeah, and that's reading your audience and understanding them and, and again, making them feel comfortable in what's going on. And I think I was pretty conservative in that regard because mm -hmm. I remember more than once where clients would say, Travis, you don't, got, you don't gotta wear the tie, it's okay. Right. Like on the second or third right, right. showing, maybe I just didn't read it right. And I was like, okay, okay. And I, I would loosen up, but I would still I'd be a little more conservative in general. Interesting. Yeah. What else we got? That's my list. All right. Yeah. So just some of those notes and things to think about okay. that are not skills that we get out of a book generally. Right. Right. They're not part of our business plan, but when we're out there conducting ourselves, we should really think about these. Want me to go through these one more time for Absolutely. people just so they know? We're talking about experience. Yeah. Basically. A lot of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, socialization. Mm -hmm. Don't get bitter, get better. And that one we just hit on a number of times. Correct. And it's hard to avoid as an agent. There are times that you're gonna to wanna to be bitter. And we just, we gotta make sure we get over that as quickly as possible. Do your actions match with who you say you are? So that could be, are you doing what you're telling people you're gonna do? Right. Or are you acting the person that you say you are? And again, unfortunately, I've seen this a couple of times in this business where it's just so evident in a person's actions yep. that it's like they're trying to stuff this square peg into a round <laughs> hole. They just want this deal so bad. I can see it's not what should be done. Right. And uh, people will either resent it or they'll just see right through it and it's going to be a problem for you. It's, it's, so it's interesting you say that. I was, I was 
looking at agents and looking at files uh, last night, and I was reading reviews. And that exact review was on, it, it wasn't an agent from our office, but it was a review that I was reading, and that was the exact review. Wow. That the client basically said I was fortunate enough to realize before we closed escrow that my agent was really only interested in themselves and did not have my best interest in, in, in yeah. mind. And then they went on to give examples. And some stuff came up in the inspection and the agent didn't want to present it to the other side and you know tried to poo-poo the, the things. And what they wrote down was some pretty serious stuff. But it's a very valid point that we got to make sure we're taking a back seat there mm -hmm. and making sure that we are putting our clients first. So, you know, that was a big one. Yeah, I meant to go through these very quickly, but the other example is when you consult with someone, mm -hmm. it's obvious that they really should be leasing their property out. It just makes sense for them Glorious. for whatever reasons those are, but they're solid reasons. And yet an agent's like, oh no, you should sell it. You should sell it. You should. Well, what is that? Right. It's terrible, you know? Right. That doesn't match saying, hey, I'm a good agent, I'm honorable, and I'm here to look out for you. Correct. Whether that means I make a commission or not. Mm -hmm. Nope. So. Agree 100% on that. All right. Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. That's a very old adage, and it's very true. Yes. Practice. And when The you harder we you, work, the luckier we get. Yes. And when you think you've practiced enough, practice some more. <laughs> you always find what you're looking for are words and intentions have power what we think about. Absolutely. It's what we focus on. So maybe review that. What am I thinking about? What am I focusing on? Because a lot of times it can be something you're bitter about right. or something negative. So try to turn that around. And lastly, it's better to be over-prepared or dressed than under-prepared or dressed. There you All go. Right. I love it. Wisdom and a list of five items. There we go. <laughs> so hopefully you guys found this useful. If you like, even if you semi-like, because <laughs> we are getting better at this, hit the bell, hit the subscribe so that you get notified on these. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to see them more often popping yes, up on my absolutely. YouTube. So we're doing something right. Uh, but anyway, hopefully you guys are finding value in this. Don't be afraid to throw some comments in there, ask some questions. We're always happy to come back and answer them for you. Have a fabulous day, and we'll talk to you again soon. See you soon.